Judge is ready. ready. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Kurt. What are you wearing? Melissa, first of all, we're in the same room, so you can see what I'm wearing. Oh, yeah. Second, to judge someone or rate his or her worth based on what he or she is wearing is just shallow. Sorry. I believe strongly that we should set aside the emphasis we place on clothing and focus on what really matters. How symmetrical your face is. I mean personality. I also said personality. On this episode of Forensics Faces, we explore first impressions, how to make a good one, and what to do if it's already too late. This This is Forensics Forensics Faces. Melissa. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I'm great. How are this? I'm so disappointed. It's, it's weird. And we will explain to our listening audience why it's weird. Yeah. And also why this episode might be a little brief. We don't know. Yeah. Who um, knows? Because we actually recorded this episode yesterday. Yeah. And my computer decided it didn't like it. Nope. It, it thought it was a stinker. Yeah. It was like, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to erase you. <laughs> Trust me on this one. And even though Adobe Audition, on which we record this, has 17 fail-safe measures for not losing audio, which have saved my butt on several occasions, this time it just went away. So maybe, I think that maybe your computer just like really didn't like our episode. I thought it was really good, but I guess we just have to trust in... The it making the judgment. Gods. Yeah. yeah. The computer gods decided it's not worth it. Yeah. But now I feel extra bad because we delayed recording a day because I got sick. So we tried to record yesterday. Yeah. And I was still a little sick, but maybe it's because I would like now I'm not sick. So maybe that's yes. what it was. Let's go with that. Yeah. It was just it's, like, this oh, is all f- you were just thing. still a little sick. So let's get you a whole nother episode. And plus, it all, then we the school got canceled today, so neither of us had to coach. Yeah. So it was maybe, maybe it was supposed to be, but it we'll also, see. yeah, we'll see we'll how see good how this, this turns, turns out. out. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So um, to review, yeah, <laughs> what's going on in your life right now? Um, let's see. Uh, since we last uh, put out an episode, uh, I have transitioned from being a eight year vegetarian into being a three week vegan, and it sucks. Ooh. I feel good about my contributions to the world. I feel crappy about not getting to have donuts. And it just, it grates out of me every single day. You know what? This morning, I actually told John that. Like, that was my morning message for John. So, John and I have given up sugar for 60 days. Um, and, we're dummies. And, well, no, because we've seen how much it makes a difference in the lives of people Yeah, people us. who give it up. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. like, Wow. Um, the results are astonishing and we would like some astonishing results, please. Any day now. Uh, but like this morning I just walked into John's, our office upstairs and I was like, there is nothing I want in the world right now except a donut. Yep. I would do nefarious things for a French egg donut right now. Yeah. So let's... Not talk about donuts anymore. We'll just quietly think about them. <laughs> no, I don't know that that makes for an entertaining podcast. Yeah, let's just sit here in silence while Kurt and I think about all the foods that we don't have immediate access to. Obviously, I could make myself a vegan donut. I could figure it out. I'm, I pride myself on being a good cook and a good chef and mm-hmm. a good baker. So I obviously could figure it out. 
But like the fact that I can't just go to our local festival who has really good donuts and just buy one or even one of our beautiful local bakers and just, oh my God, I hate it. (laughs) I just, I can't do it. I'm really bad at it. it, But It won't be that much longer. Don't you worry. Yeah. But it's fine. Don't you worry. But yeah, so. You're going to figure it out and you're going to. In time, you won't even want that D word anymore. Yeah, but see, you're going to stop. You're going to be done with your 60 days and you'll get to like reward yourself. Uh, but see, the thing is, they the, they say that like 60 days is how long it takes for you to kind of flush your system. And mm-hmm. then you, like sometime within that 60 days, you should stop craving these things. And that's the point that I'm looking forward to, because like last night it was just chocolate. Like all I yeah. wanted was a piece of dark chocolate and like I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I, I, that end, end of statement. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I tried a lot of other things. Like we had some raspberries that are sweet. I had like, I do this like club soda and lime is like a fake cocktail because we're not drinking alcohol because of the sugar content. (laughs) Like, and I, and like that kind of like quenches a sort of sweet tooth thing for me usually, but it couldn't yesterday. I just wanted chocolate real, real bad. So, but yeah, then now, now you'll see Kurt and I in the judges lounges at tournaments. We now bring all of our own food because we, we know better. Yeah. So tournament hosts, don't worry about us. We'll take care of ourselves. But our, if, for, if you, for some reason, did want to learn sugar free, life plant choices. based. Yeah. <laughs> that's on us. Don't you worry about it. Um, so this weekend, yeah, we did our first tournament. Of the we season. had our first tournament and it didn't feel right. It really, really did not <laughs> feel okay. Um, nobody thought it felt okay. All of the coaches were in agreement. Like this is weird to yeah. be already at a forensics tournament. It just felt so soon. It did. Um, but I have to say, I'm glad we went and I'm yeah. glad I took the kids who were prepared to go. Cause I think they, will now have a leg up on competition because they got there. And I have so many new kids. Yeah, that same. I was just really, really happy for them to get to a competition and see what forensics is. Yeah. So the earlier, the better, as far as I'm concerned with that. I'm really glad we went. We will go from now on. We will start this crazy early. Um, is my team as prepared as I wish they were? No. No, of course not. Will they be more prepared by like our usual first outing, which is closer to the Appleton East tournament this year at the end of January? Yes. Yeah. I will have more kids ready by Appleton East. Um, And in fact, even this weekend, I have a hard time because kids have like Sheboygan Area Youth Symphony has a practice this week. So I lose a bunch of kids to that. So. But I'm glad we went. I'm glad some teammates got out there. Um, I wish this wasn't finals week, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you feel about it, but, like, I'm, like, that follow-up from the first tournament that, like, okay, now you've seen what it is and let's go work on what needs yeah, to be Yeah, now you, you want them to be, like, motivated and, like, excited, but they That's can't be because they have to be academically focused. Yeah. Well, and, like, today, like, yesterday they had off for MLK. Today it was a... Ice day. Ice day. So, like... I just like I I want to capitalize on the momentum of that first tournament. And when it's this early, we just can't. Yeah. So if this were the WFCA fall meeting, when we were determining the calendar, I would bring that up as a con to starting so early Mm -hmm. (laughs) is like it's yeah. Middle of January is too early to capitalize on momentum. Well, and to be fair, originally we did have a tournament the first weekend of Mm -hmm. January, which would have 
And we we would not have been able to do that either way. Oh, my team would have tried. The conflicts for me and for yeah. Dan, we wouldn't have been able to make it. So yeah, no, I'm I'm very much into the idea of like, especially because I also have an incredibly new team. My team is almost entirely new competitors this season at South, and so it was very important for me to be able to take as many of them as I could. I didn't take as many as I wanted, but take as many of them as I could to a tournament because there's so many things about forensics that you can talk about, but no one understands until you're actually doing them. Right. And you guys had a great day. Well, thank you. You did. I was very excited. Humble brag a little bit. A little bit. Well, yeah, it was nice. We, we got second place uh, in medium teams and I had lots of kids power for the first time, like ever competing. And so that was really fun to get to see them on stage and like, <laughs> when they would, they come back from the power and I was like, are you so excited for the award ceremony? They're like, what happens at the award ceremony? It's like, oh, you'll go on stage and they'll announce who got what place. They're like, in front of everyone. And so it's one of those <laughs> things where it's so cute because they, they obviously can like yes. throw it together and like be really good and around for like six people. But when they have to stand in front of like the entire tournament and try not to drop anything, like that's when they get impaled. Oh, it's just Wait, so nervous. why are they carrying something? Like, no, like if they drop their medal when they get, <laughs> when it gets handed to oh. them. Like me. Is that... Something that you would do? Uh, yeah. One of my most embarrassing forensic stories involved me getting like one of my very first medals in group discussion and I dropped it, bent over to pick it up and ripped the seam of my pants. <gasps> so <laughs> how have we never talked about that on because... this podcast before? <laughs> because it's Stop I, everything. I have, hashtag I have... Melissa's rip. <laughs> I don't because that's a bad hashtag. I literally have worse things that have happened to me in forensics. <laughs> like, like I have grosser things that have gone on, like me dropping my medals and like, or my singular medal. And, and, oh yeah, I thought it was so cool in my suit, like my cool pants suit. And then I just bend for pick it up and rip my pants real good. Forensics faces listeners. Listen very closely to me right now. <laughs> we need to come up with the appropriate hashtag <laughs> for the event that Melissa just described. Uh, so yes, everybody, please get on that and then tweet it at us at forensics faces. If you ever want to hear the story with all of the flourish and detail that I've developed over the, oh gosh, oh, that was my freshman year of high school. Very long time ago now, the 12 years since it happened, 12 plus years. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, I can't know. even figure out how old I am right now. You know what happened the other day at a practice? I was like mm-hmm. talking to a kid about how many years of ex- like just trying to be like, you can trust me. I know what I'm yep. doing. I've had this many years of experience. Um, and I just looked at him and I was like, wait, how old are you again? And he was like 16. And I was like, I am twice as old as you. Yep. That just happened for the first time that it, like it came up in conversation. Well, Obviously, I've coached 15 year olds. So for the last couple of years, I've been twice as old as those students. But like to have it come up in conversation and be like, I have literally twice as much life experience as you do. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're getting to the place now where, like, you were doing forensics while some of these people were, like, being born. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Most of them. I was doing forensics while most of them were being born. Yeah. Like, even some Ooh. of my seniors, because I would have been 14 my freshman year. Yeah. So those 18-year-olds would have been... I got, I got, I got a little, I got a little, a couple more years before I have to worry about that because that's going, I already am having the identity crisis of like, so short backstorying when we go to Congress and we rent vans or like cars for it, I always want them with satellite radio so we can listen to the pop 2k station. Cause I think it's mm-hmm. the best serious station there is because a lot of the music that's from my middle school and high school experiences in there. And then 
like the very beginning of their middle school experience, at least for the past few years, is in there. And there was one time we were in the car and a song came on. I was like, oh, this is my jam. And my student, Anna Macknick, was like, what year is this from? And it says on the screen, like, what year? So I was like, oh, it's from 2001. She's like, huh, that's the year I was born. I was like, Yep. I just like sunk down in the driver's seat. I was like, so I, while I was at a middle school mixer learning what it meant to like pop lock and drop it, you were being born. Um, I was working with my play acting and their uh, script references AOL Instant Messenger. And by the way, this is a script from like four years ago. Yeah. Like this is not an old, old play. Um, they didn't know what it was. Not one. I had, mm. there are freshmen all the way up to seniors in this and like the way they said the words AOL, I was like, huh, you don't know what that is, do you? Oh my God. And she was like, no, I've, I don't know what that was. And I was like, oh no. We are old. So old. But, and then again, we're, we're, uh, but, and yet we're still like the young generation of coaches. The yeah, WFCA. we're being supplanted, though, if you <laughs> look around. Yeah. Oh, like, my gosh. More and more coaches are coming in, which is fantastic. Which by is the way. great. Like the, the, the recent college grads who are coming back and helping out their alma maters. That is that's happening. And we're seeing some younger, younger and younger people all the time. So I feel like we're actually like we're not the old guard, but we're. I don't feel so new anymore. Yeah, I don't think that we should feel, feel new because we're like. 10 years deep into this yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So. But I still do. I still do. But anyway, but if, back yeah, to if you would Washington. like to contradict us and tell us how young we are, also please tweet at Forensics Faces. Yeah. And just um, remind me how long you've been doing it and how much wiser and wonderful you are than I am. That's true. But speaking we have so things much that are wise and wonderful, being at Port Washington was great. And now I feel like I have more experienced students. I'll get most of my freshmen out next, this coming weekend in Oshkosh. And it will be. Great. It's a little bit of a confusing first tournament, especially because their building is undergoing a bunch of construction and then there weren't maps provided for the students. And so that made things a little crazy. Right. But it's also a good one to be like, like, they won't all be like this. No. Well, and also just get used to it. Yeah. Like you're going to have to find your way around a building and... You know, I mean, I, I didn't know because we hadn't been there last year. I don't know if they provided maps last year or not. But like, I don't I, remember. I was in the morning kind of telling my kids, like, just, you know, I'm sure they'll put out maps with the schedules. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah, they this, they said it just wasn't worth it. The school is too confusing. The yeah. maps they have aren't good enough to really actually help mm-hmm. you. But they have a numbering system. So, like. Yeah, follow- they explain the numbering system and it. It made sense once they told I you ass- what it was. I assume they did the same thing with the students. Yeah, it's on the and student then, information sheets. And then they had, um, you know, people there to help point you in the right direction. So, but yeah, it was like Port Washington is a big, confusing school. Yep. Um, but we found our way around. And mm-hmm. We made I, it out alive. <laughs> everyone so far. <laughs> <laughs> Because as I, as I watch you tell one of your students on Saturday, you're like, all, all I want, I just want everyone to make it through the day. Yeah. I just need you all to make it. Just, that was my goal. Just, just make it. Everybody goes through all three rounds without breaking down in tears and leaving the room. <laughs> Which is such a, like, a reasonable, worthy goal. Yeah, but it's happened. So I know. Like, I, th- like, that has also happened to me. I've had a student go to one round and be like, I just can't. And yeah. they'd be like, cool, I can't either with you. So have a seat. <laughs> yeah. It's so uh, this group though is, is really good. And I'm, I'm, really, I know we're both so like I pumped just, about I them. I just love these young people 
Oh crap. Now I said it out loud. I'll cut this later. Okay. Um, <laughs> I won't, I'll forget. And I don't want to like seek it out. Yeah. The fact. <laughs> like, think oh, it's hard. Where was that one part where I said that thing? I didn't want people to hear. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I really do adore this group of young people who just seem to care and like are willing to put in some work. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. Caring is so cool. There's something about the chemistry of this group of kids that's just right on brand for me. Mm. And I like them a lot and I'm excited to continue to work with them throughout the year. Um, And to just have this year be a really wonderful uh, learning year. Like we use the term rebuilding, like team rebuilding years. And I've used that before. This year, I actually think it might happen. Yeah. (laughs) Because in the years past, it's been like, oh, it's a rebuilding year. But I, by the time the kids were in front of me, I was like, it's, it's not a rebuilding year. It's just going to be a small team year. But this, this group is like reaching out to other people and bringing people in. Um, Even Saturday night after the tournament, one of my team captains was like texting me and saying, hey, there's this girl who wants to join the team. Here's her info. Reach out to her. So exciting and like she wants to do this category i told her about it she's been on the fence about it for the last couple years but she talked to her and this other competitor and now she's in because like they were talking about how great it was that's exciting so yeah i i just like these guys so much my group at south is a like a huge group of freshmen uh who all went to middle school together and then just all joined the team together so they just they just all know each other and like are nice to each other and stuff which is really refreshing but it makes like me and the my returners feel very like out of the loop because they have all of <laughs> no. these inside jokes and You're things and i'm the- like i don't guys no i want <laughs> i want to be in but you also feel really weird because you're a grown woman being like oh i want to know what we're laughing about <laughs> oh, Darn I, g- it. I gave up on that a while ago i'll never give up Okay, well, you should. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. They're I mean, I'll get there eventually, but I, I'm still I'm still mildly hip, okay? No. No, I'm not. Let but go. I'm gonna try. Let, let go. I just I, I don't think I made a very good first impression at the first meeting that we had, so I'm spending a lot of time recovering. I want them to think I'm cool. Well, what a wonderful transition. First impressions. Did you do that on purpose? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. That doesn't count. I'm, well, I'm just like really good at podcasts. Here we go. <laughs> skill on your resume. Special skills. Good podcast. Podcasts. Um, so yeah, this week we are talking about first impressions. Yes. And why they are important. And so um, one of the reasons I want to talk about this is because I had a little bit of like, we had pushback on our team this year about why we at South have not a dress code, but what we refer to as an expectation of dress, which is I expect you to come to a tournament dressed a certain way because of what it says about you. And the reason that I do this and believe this is because when you show up to your round and you are wearing not, my father would call them civvies, your civilian clothes, or you're not wearing like what you'd wear in an average day, you're showing to your competitors, you're showing it to your judge, you're showing it to your tournament host, you're showing it to your teammates and your coach that you are there to take the activity seriously. And so that doesn't always have to be a power suit. Sometimes it's just black pants and a button down shirt. But by wearing that into a round, you are showing everyone around you that you are taking what is happening seriously. Yeah. Which is a good thing to do. I agree. I love that. No civvies. No civvies. Hashtag no civvies. <laughs> Hashtag no skivvies. Ooh. 
No, wait, uh, you should, no, no, Kurt, You know what I meant. Uh, you know what I meant. Uh, uh, like, uh, not. Uh, no, you uh, should uh, wear skivvies, but like under your clothes. Yeah, we shouldn't mm-hmm, see them. Yep. That's what I meant. You shouldn't be able to see the skivvies. Oh, goodness. Um, which is, in fact, something that happens. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Christy Knudsen is laughing right now, remembering a moment where she and I had to see students underwear together. Well, see, like, yeah, I forgot about that question. I'm, I was talking more about like bra straps because, like, that I see on the regs. Yes. And I wish I wouldn't. Um, yeah. So to just piggyback off what you were saying, I, I agree that like part of why we dress up is to have like respect for the activity and what mm-hmm. it is. And when I talk to my kids about it, I always try to say like, you should dress up like you're going to a job interview. Um, and I say you, church or funeral. Yeah. And like, because you would, you would try to show respect for that job you're trying to get or the mm-hmm. church you're going into or the person who died if yeah. you were going to a funeral. <laughs> um, but like also the other reason I think it's important to have sort of like a forensics uniform is then it's not something that your judge is looking at. Yeah. You know, if, if everybody's kind of wearing the same level of dress and it doesn't always have to be a power suit, there are lots of other ways to look mm-hmm. nice. Um, I think we'll, we'll do a whole other episode about like ways to look nice that don't include power suits. Yeah. Um, we'll have Antonio Trinidad on uh. and, uh, and he can tell us all the cool ways that St. Lawrence looks nice without wearing power suits. Yeah. Um, but what it does is it says, okay, I dressed up at least enough to show that I put in some effort so you don't have to pay attention to what I'm wearing anymore. Um, and there's a way to do that in both directions because, like, you can certainly overdress for forensics as well. Oh, goodness, And yes. you can over-accessorize, you can over-makeup, you can overdo the hair. Um, there is, it is really easy to go over the top with what you're wearing. Um, and that's not good either. What you want is a nice blank slate so that what the judge sees is just a forensics competitor and they can focus on what you're doing in your piece or your speech. I'm just singing Blank Space by Taylor Swift, but with Blank Slate, baby. I don't know that song. Oh my God. <laughs> and you're telling me I'm not hip? Please back down. Well, no, I'm just letting you know you should stop thinking <laughs> about that anything. Being hip is even a goal. Like, eh. Just give up. Join join the world of adults who just <laughs> I don't, don't, go. don't care anymore. Um, yeah, the, one, the, the thing about, like, because there's a lot of debate in, in the forensics world about how expectation of dress and the sort of, like, uniform that students have wear, it really puts a burden on people who are from, like other situations, whether they be financially or home-wise, mm-hmm. where wearing something like wearing a power suit is just unattainable, which sure. I understand, but I stand behind the idea that in every wardrobe there is something that is forensics appropriate. Yes. There's something. And a lot of what the reason we call it a power suit is because you feel powerful in it. So it doesn't necessarily be a power suit. Sometimes a power suit for someone else is just like an amazing dress with a blazer over it, or it's a cardigan with a really nice top and a skirt. Mm -hmm. It's something that you feel powerful and competent in, and it doesn't have to always be a suit. No, there are other ways to get that. But the reason you're doing this because you want to be comfortable, but also like an outfit that makes sense to wear at forensics. Right. Like, I don't want to get into the, because dress codes can be really sexist and horrible and they're definitely leaning towards females and like what gets shown. But as you were saying, a lot of why we do that is because you want as little to distract away from your talent and your performance and what you are saying as possible. Right. 
And and to go back to the aspect of showing respect for the activity, you just have to show that you put in a little effort. Yep. Like again, it, it you don't have to be super dressy, but like if you're wearing khakis and a button-up shirt, tuck in the button-up shirt. Yeah. You know, like that's but, all it but, takes. Like make sure you're wearing a belt. Yes, and and make sure you're wearing a belt. Like you do not have to be super dressed up, but it is pretty easy to tell when a student has put some effort into their appearance. Yeah. And when a student is trying to sort of say, like, I don't buy into the trappings of getting yeah. dressed up. I'm so, not a lemming. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Not Or, like, they'll dress up, but they'll dress up in, like, really unconventional ways with, like, tie-dyed shirts and strange jewelry clinking mm-hmm. around. Um that was, by the way, a boy example and a girl example. I'm trying to not be sexist <laughs> with with my expectations. Yeah. But like, again, like that that whole like I'm going to buck the trend and be an individual. Great. There are six other days of the week and many hours of the day on Saturday that aren't forensics in which you can do that. And, but, but when I you're also, in forensics, like, again, I'm trying to not see what you're wearing. Yeah. So wear just a, a nice uniform and I don't mean uniform uniform but like a uniformly nice outfit yeah and for me like there are other ways to show your individuality and like express like whatever it may be like personality wise or what gender expression you stand by like like do it in your piece well you can do it in piece but you can do it in ways that are not like for me the word is garish like if you want to wear something interesting wear an interestingly but like small printed tie or a bow tie like wear like an interesting sock in your dress shoes like like <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing is much more like i guess it, it stands by that sort of blank slate idea where you're getting to be individual and you're getting to express yourself but like do it subtly with your clothing and more impactfully with what you are saying right like don't let your clothing be a distraction mm-hmm. um, don't let them the, talk those, for you those are good ways yeah don't let them talk for you because you're, like your piece should be doing the talking. The talking. Ooh, that sounds like a slogan. It does. <laughs> we'll put that on a t-shirt and market it. Merch. We finally got our merch. <laughs> oh, let the piece do the talking forensic spaces. I would wear that shirt. Okay. I guess I'll, I know what I'm doing this week. All right. Making merch. Designing <laughs> some merch. Um, and by the way, you know what we didn't do? This is a tangent, guys. This Welcome. is a genuine tangent because we did not talk about this yesterday. What? I didn't wear my pin. You didn't. Did you wear yours? No. Okay, so we have to make sure at Oshkosh North we wear our pins. Yeah, I have to, I have to remember it. Well, I guess maybe I'll just wear my denim jacket as part of my outfit because mine's on my denim jacket. Okay, yeah, I just have mine in the drawer like ready to wear. Okay. Let's not say anything more about what we're talking about yep. and just let people figure it out on Saturday. <laughs> it sounds so weird. Okay. Okay, but so let's, let's talk about what, so you are, let's say you're one of those people who like, you're listening to the podcast and you're like, Psh, I don't need my like outfit to say anything for me. Like my town speaks enough as is like, I can overcome any judges like initial bias of me because I am so good. Maybe. Exactly. Like you can't maybe everything about forensics is, is judgmental. Mm-hmm. And the second, that's why I use that much judgment. When I said <laughs> maybe, maybe. But the thing is, is that, you don't want to, you don't want the judge to have to overcome any bias about you. You don't want them to see you and be like, oh, well, you don't care. And then you get up there and then 
it takes a couple minutes for them to realize that you care because of how powerful your your piece is or how like engaging your speech is and you showing how much you care with your topic choice. You don't want them to have to think about that. You want them to be able to see you at the front of the room and be ready to listen to you. Exactly. Because when you are taking the activity seriously, then the judge takes you seriously as well. At least I think so. Well said. Thanks. Let's move on. Great. So um, we've talked about what to wear, but how to act to make a good first impression in a room. And I think this has come up um, in the podcast before. I know because we've talked about like our pet peeves and things Uh like this. But like one thing for me is just like to be respectful when you enter the room. One thing you don't want to do is just like start chatting everybody up. Yeah. Like making a lot of, of noise in the room while your judge is trying to like get ready. Yeah. You know, and and plus it puts like your competitors in this awkward situation because mm-hmm. some of them conversational might, burden. Yeah. Some of them, you know, one are just really nervous and need that time to like Be center quiet. themselves and like focus on the fact that like, oh, God, I have to get up and speak in front of people and I just need to like take 20 deep breaths and like practice my intro six times in my head because I don't really have that down yet. Like, so you're putting them in an awkward situation because they might need that. They might need that time, but also they might have coaches like me who have said like, you're there, you're there to be judged on your performance. So don't like the, the room is not the place to have like a lot of conversations or get to know your competitors. Mm -hmm. Like do that in the hallway, do that during lunch. There's lots of time to do that on the bus with your own teammates. So like that room time is for performance and don't, you know, don't make a bunch of conversation. I yeah. have told my kids that. And so now they're in this awkward spot of like, mm, somebody's talking to me. Should I answer? And I know that seems silly, but like, you know, in a teenager's head, they're going to go there. I was just like, laughing at your teenager uh, voice impression. Well, this is what I sounded it like sounds as like, a teenager. I was going to say, it sounds like you're a crappy buffet, but I'll take it. It just sounds like an uncommitted parfait. Well, I wasn't totally going for parfait. I know, but I'm just saying. Maybe. Like, when you go nasally, it just makes me, like. Maybe sometime. (laughs) But. Maybe this time. (laughs) I'll be lucky. (laughs) Okay. Maybe this time. (laughs) You'll stay. Oh, gosh. Okay, so now what we need to do. If we. I just, I want there to be a goal for you to have to record an entire version of that. I've got to, we'll, I'll figure it out. We'll let you know. But, um, oh. oh, that's so, I can't, how am I, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. I'm sorry. Uh, what do we do? This is, well, this is what happens when we have to re-record a podcast. <laughs> you just it gets a little silly. <laughs> Okay. Um I Maybe yeah, this no. Keychain. <laughs> Love won't hurry. Um, I'm going to start talking over you okay. right now. Okay. Um for me it's one thing to um like want to talk to your competitors but all you're doing right then is distracting him. Might, you might be a nervous chatter, but just like yeah, as you said, there are other times to do that. But I also uh, believe as a judge, you also are providing a first impression. And especially when a student is walking into a room, like make take a second to make eye contact with them as they walk in. Maybe say hello or good morning uh, or good afternoon if it's power round. And or just shout at them loudly to sit down in <laughs> German. Yeah. No. Actually, though, that might be fun um, because... 
I am very big about the idea of setting the tone for a room that makes students want to perform for me and making it want them wanting to feel comfortable enough to like lay themselves out there, especially if we're, if it's a category where a student has to get very emotional, I want them to know that's a safe space to do so. But I'm not going to do that by like chatting them up, asking mm-hmm. them all their names and like hugging it out. Like that can be done with simple eye contact and then, you know, letting it go. There, there are times where conversation in a round can be appropriate. Like if it's a triple entry tournament and you're waiting for competitors, sometimes I'll let them know like, all right, you can chat amongst yourselves quietly while we wait for the next competitor. Um, so that way we're filling the room and it's not just them looking at their phones because that really bugs me and I don't know why. <laughs> but it's not it's not the place for chatting. It's a place for competition right. and to take your moment to give your message and like stand in your truth, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just like don't. And speaking of phones and first impressions, <laughs> it doesn't make a great first impression if you walk in and you're on your phone. Yeah. And like in you, any way, and shape or form, you're sitting there texting or messaging or Snapchatting. And while we're waiting for people to show up, like just put the phone away. If you're not, if like, if something is so important that you need to be corresponding about it. Step out. And, and, and the round hasn't like been scheduled to start yet. And you know, you're still waiting on people like don't even walk in the room, like finish whatever life or death text message it is that you're sending and then go into the competition round, but put the phone away. Because again, when you were on your phone, you're passing on the message that you don't take this seriously or you don't care. And I know that the high schoolers are saying like, that's not what I'm doing on my phone. Like I'm just on my phone, but I I don't know that you're just on your phone when you're saying that you're saying, I don't care enough. We're old and crotchety and we assume that you're doing something untoward. Yeah. No, I'm just assuming you don't give a crap (laughs) and I want you to give a crap. So put your phone away because you don't, you don't need it. Those 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes It's going to be okay to put your phone away. I always tell my students, you're better off just leaving your phone in the cafeteria with your stuff because that way you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. Like if it's that big of a deal to you, like then maybe you have bigger things to be worrying about. Like, or just don't even bring it into the school. Yeah. Like, cause I know some people will say like, well, I can't leave it in the cafeteria. Somebody could steal it. And you know what? Things have gotten stolen at forensics tournaments. So if that's a concern, again, put it in a small bag or just, don't bring it with you. Yeah. It's not, it's really not that big of a deal, guys. It's really, really not. But. Yeah. Uh, so let's say that one of these children has committed one of these crimes. Or all of them. Or all of them. What can they do to make up for a bad first impression? I mean, you, you, can, you can certainly get up there and try to prove that you care, but it's mostly realizing that what you're doing is wrong and bad and being better afterwards. Yep. <laughs> Try again next time. <laughs> Better luck next time. Yeah. Maybe next time you'll win. Oh. Uh, bringing it around. Making that. large gestures that look like bad dancing. But you can't <laughs> see them because this is a podcast, so you don't yep. know. Which is probably for the best because if people saw like the hand gestures and the positions that I sit in while we're recording this, they would just think I was, I just, I don't, I just feel very weird sometimes. I just move a lot more than I realize. Maybe we should start recording. There just we get go. a couple cameras, <laughs> clip uh, it together after yes, the show. Someone can just drone around us while we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but all you can really do is try to like remedy that, like not necessarily with that judge per se or that round, but like in the forensic world in general, like for some of my students, they didn't know what to wear or how to act. And they walked in their first tournament and that like precedent and tone are set by those around them. Yeah. So now they sort of know better for next time, and which is good. 
but also it's not necessarily a lesson you want to learn the hard way. Right. And speaking of setting the tone, I guess the other thing I would say to students who are walking into a competition room is like, that's one of the things the judges does. And, and it's something I train my judges to do. Mm-hmm. And it's something I train my students to recognize, which is that the judge should set the tone of the room, which means you may have a judge who feels that like everybody should be a little bit chatty before the round. Yeah. Like, and, you know, they might ask some questions and, you know, I guess it, as a student, go with it, mm-hmm. go with what the judge sets as the tone of the room, because that's their, yeah, their gig. That's what they obviously want. I would ask that judge not to do that, but they're not your judge. Yeah. Say. And you know what? I'm, I'm not saying that I am right about those things all the time yeah. either. Cause it's just my opinion of the way things should be in the way that I was most comfortable as a student competing in forensics mm-hmm. was being as detached as possible. Yes. Whereas for some people enjoy knowing that the judge is personable and cool and hip and wants them to perform nicely for them. So they are kind. Yeah. We have very different judge tone styles. Yeah. I guess I'd like to meet that kid. (laughs) (laughs) I'll introduce you to a couple of them. Because I'll be honest, like as a competitor, I felt better when the judge seemed to not want to be like super friendly. I don't know why, but that put off more of an air of like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. See, for my, my thing is that I, I don't, I'm not necessarily like going to chat them up and ask them a bunch of questions before the round starts, but I do want to set a tone that lets them know, like, I am here because I care about what you're about to do in this round. And I want that to come across and how I am acting and reacting to what is happening in the room. Because for me, if a judge was not necessarily like, because if you had been my judge, I probably wouldn't have freaked out. But the judges who make no eye contact, don't say anything other than calling out codes like those judges made me even more nervous than the level of competition was. And so that just like detracted away from my performance because I was so worried about like if I was then doing something wrong, but that's just my anxiety manifesting itself strangely. Mm -hmm. But still, it was just one of those things where like that is me trying to remember how high school Melissa felt and trying to like cater to my past self. I don't know. (laughs) Now this makes me sound like a crazy person. But that's okay. Well, it makes me sound like a grumpy person, but that's okay. <laughs> we're crazy and we're grumpy. Maybe a little bit both correct on both counts. But that's okay. You know what would be interesting? Like, okay, so if you're a student who's a competitor and you've had one of us as a judge. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Like. Who do you prefer? Let's start no, a competition. No, I'm not saying who do you prefer. <laughs> I'm saying. Who's better? Like, no, just like what have you noticed yeah. about our, our rapport in the room or like the way we handle ourselves? Is it, am I too standoffish? Am I too involved? Yeah. Let us know. Or like, is it just right for each of us? Because that's who we are as people. And maybe the best thing we can do to make the kids comfortable in the room is to be comfortable ourselves. Oh, that's nice. Maybe. 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 Uh, So um, one other thing I just wanted to bring up uh, was that at Port Washington, we talked to several people who had some really nice things to say about the podcast. I know. It was so flattering. We appreciate that so much. We love to do this and we love talking about forensics and we love having an excuse to talk about forensics. Um, But that feedback to let us know that you're listening um, and the the things that you find um, helpful or enjoyable uh, knowing that really helps us to to shape this podcast to be better for all of you. So 
Thank you so much if you were one of those people who gave us some feedback uh, at Port Washington. And if you have some feedback and you were a little bit nervous about sharing it with yeah, us, please know that scary. like we we welcome it. We want to we want to make this podcast better each and every time we we do it. And um, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, so if there are some things that a lot of people are thinking, we can address those things. Yeah, we yeah. take critique well. Yeah, because we were in forensics. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So and so now before we close out the podcast. Best things we saw this weekend. Indeed. Um, so, again, I should have looked up the name because I had the day to do it. Uh, John is was his name. He was the kid who won uh, Novice Pros. I got to judge the Novice Pros final. He did a highly, highly entertaining piece. Um, and you know what was so great about it is that it was just so comfortable. Like, it just felt like this was somebody standing in front of me telling a story. And yes, there was all of the trappings of forensics. There was the binder and the, you know, the, the gestures and mm-hmm. the eye contact and the small platform movement and all of those things that make <laughs> it forensics. Um, but it also just felt like a very lived in performance. Like it was just this, this person telling me this story. Which is from, crazy for the first term of the year. From his childhood. Yeah. I loved it. It was, and yeah, it was just so easy and nice and novice. Like, yeah. I, I predict we will be seeing him doing well in just regular old pros. In regular pros. Regular. Um, my best thing I saw this past weekend is going out to the uh, group that won first place in group interpretation. I judged that power round. And so a big shout out to these five gentlemen and their coach from St. Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> Antonio walked in. They were the last group to go five. And he walked in with the last remaining student who had been double entered. And he sat down next to me. And I just like, I just knew I like, I just like felt it. I was like, oh crap. And it was this amazing program about dance and it, I just got like so excited. And the reason that I got so excited is because it's the first piece I got to see that had binder tech in it. And I, having been someone who fought so hard at the fall meeting for us to introduce binder tech and trying to explain to people how much it was going to expand binder categories and how much creativity it was going to allow and getting to see what these students and their coach put together now that we like took those shackles off was so cool. I was like tearing up. I was like muttering under my breath. I was like, you son of a bee because it was so good (laughs) and it was so thoughtful and it wasn't overdone. And you could tell that the guys that were doing it were really enjoying themselves, which I always very much appreciate. And so, yeah, there are also going to be people who they just like set the bar for binder tech for me for the season. So I'm very excited. So thank you, Antonio. You just like started my season off so well. Yes. Binder tech. Yes. And something we did decide yesterday that this is going to be the season of Antonio love. Yep. Last, if last season was Deb wire Tross, yep. this season is Antonio. We're just going to talk about like how much we loved his outfit because the shirt that he was wearing this weekend was so fashionable and cool. And he was wearing amazing shoes. And I was like, I want I, uh, to wear your I'm stuff. Always jealous of his shoes. Ugh. We'll have to ask him where he yeah. got him. And his, like, yeah, his wardrobe in general. Like, yeah. Just, uh, which then passes on to his students, which is just, why his kids always make such a good fashion version. Yes. Very much inspiration for this episode, actually. Yeah. If I think back on it. Wow. 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 Oh, my gosh. Insights. It was those sweaters last year, their sweater game. <laughs> sweater game was so on point. All right. Well, this is your official invitation, Antonio. You got to yes. come on and talk about. Sweaters. Dressing all those St. Lawrence boys and how they do it so well. Yeah. Um, and yet not the cookie cutter. Yeah. Black suit, which yeah. we see, often see. Yeah. So. 
So, uh, yeah, anything else we need to talk about? I don't think so. I'm excited. We're going, we were just in the South for the Pro Washington tournament. So we're about to head up North. So I'm excited to see all of our like more Northern friends. And yeah, I feel like this weekend feels more like an actual forensic season weekend. So yeah, I'm we're excited. getting closer. We're getting yeah. closer. So yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys at, uh, Oshkosh North. Yeah. Come say hello. We see. Yes, please, please, please. Forensic Faces is recorded and edited in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme song was written and performed by J.J. Hammeister. If you're a fan of Forensics Faces, please give us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's how other people can find us. More information is available at ForensicsFaces.com, and you can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter by searching Forensics Faces. I'm Kurt. And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen, think, and speak. Preferably in that order. Preferably in that order.